How is it going, Bears fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Bear Down Podcast, the show where we talk everything Bears every day of the week. Today, a pretty quick turnaround for us. As you can tell, uh, me and Parth are both under the weather a little bit, um, but a pretty quick turnaround for us. We posted our post-game show last night at about 1 in the morning Eastern time. And now we're going to move on to our Week 2 coverage, obviously kicking it off with Meet the Opponents, taking a look at our Week 2 opponents, the Cincinnati Bengals. Today we're going to be talking about the Bengals' offense and defense, their Week 1 result, talking about how they match up with the Bears and what the Bears have to do if they want to bounce back from a Week 1 loss in prime time. Before we get into this one, I would like to say, Keep up the support, guys, wherever you are listening, YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. We're trying to provide the most comprehensive Bears coverage on the web this season. So keep following along with us, and we're going to keep coming to you guys with videos each and every day. I am your host, Chris Malpe. Today, quick turnaround. I'll say it now for the third time. I am joined once again by my co-host, Parth Shaw. Parth, what's going on, man? Doing pretty good. Uh, Just a little tired. Uh, Feeling a little groggy. I guess just was up late, you know. Game ends, ended so late for Eastern time, which kind of sucks. You know, just gotta get used to it. Um, especially when those the night games are brutal, and we have to do the post game shows. We have to record too, so it adds an extra hour basically to it. And then you're still on your phone for a bit after. I was about to say, I feel, I feel like the worst thing about them is that we record, and then obviously. I'm a little bit more active on Instagram than you are. Yeah. I have to go post my whole slate of post-game stuff on Instagram. And then it kind of gets to the point where it's like one thirty, two in the morning, and I'm like, okay, finally, some time to chill, and I'm just up super late at night. And exactly. I'm super congested yeah. right now and have a runny nose. I apologize, but not the best. Not the best. I like uh, the midday games better. I'm excited to have a noon game next week. I think uh, noon games are honestly one of my favorites. Yeah, uh, so the Bears are going to be back at home, not noon for us, uh, 1 p.m. Eastern for us. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, Yeah, something to get used to uh, here, you and I both being in Indiana. But week two, obviously, we're fast-forwarding really quick. The Bears, September 19th, 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern time, 12 p.m. Central time on Fox. The 0-1 Bears are three-point favorites against the 1-0 Cincinnati Bengals. Before we get into this matchup, though, let's – quickly run by this message from our 2021-2022 season partners over at mybookie.ag. All right, guys, once again, you've heard it once. You're going to hear it all season. Bet the football season with mybookie.ag. You can receive a 100% match on your first deposit up to $1,000 by using our promo code BD. Support the show by using our promo code once again, BD. They also have a crypto rewards program that is designed to celebrate cryptocurrency players. Choosing to play with crypto means you get bigger bonuses, faster payouts, and zero fees. Go to mybookie.ag today and use promo code BD. The link is down in the description. MyBookie, thank you so much once again for sponsoring. And guys, bet anything, anytime, and anywhere with MyBookie. Let's get back into the podcast. All right, Cincinnati Bengals week two. Uh, this entire football season's already been moving so fast that I'm already a little bit surprised that week two is already here. But we've got a big game this week. The Bears have to bounce back in a big way. There's so much to talk about. I'm sure our uncuts on Tuesday and Thursday are going to be jam-packed. But we're going to kick off our week with the Bengals. So 
I mean, obviously there's no better spot to start than here. Let's talk about the Bengals offense, how they did last week and who they have on that depth chart. Obviously they're coming off a 27 to 24 win against the Minnesota Vikings in overtime. It was one of the best games in week one. The Bengals put up 14 points in the second quarter and another seven in the third quarter. Almost choked it away, but were able to pull it out in the fourth quarter. Joe Burrow obviously coming back from a torn ACL. He's going to lead the way there at quarterback, the person who actually replaced Andy Dalton for the Bengals. At running back, Joe Mixon is going to fill in there, someone who people were a little bit iffy about heading into the season. He showed out. Uh, in terms of the rushing game. He almost had 30 carries, 127 yards, and a touchdown. Their receivers, uh, you know, the Bears secondary definitely struggled last week, and they've got another tough task at hand this week. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, all of them had pretty good games on Sunday. Jamar Chase, obviously, the rookie out of LSU, Joe Burrow's former teammate in college, had the best game, five catches, 101 yards. That included a 50-yard touchdown from Burrow for his first one in the league. He had 20.2 yards per catch. T. Higgins coming into his second year in the league, he had four catches for 58 yards and a touchdown as well, 14.5 yards per catch. And then at tight end, they've got C.J. Uzoma, who had a pretty solid game on Sunday as well. Didn't put up big numbers, but was able to make some big catches, one catch for 32 yards. He had two catches for 35 yards, 17 0.5 yards per catch. And then on the offensive line, they've got some pretty familiar names. Jonah Williams, the former first round pick, Quentin Spain, Trey Hopkins, Xavier Suafilo, and then Iowa's own Riley Reef, uh, a name that I obviously would know as a Hawkeye fan. But Parth, you know, this one revolves around Joe Burrow. He's someone who a lot of people like to win comeback of the year this year. He was 20 for 27, 261 yards almost 10 per catch. He had two touchdowns, no turnovers, was sacked five times. That's going to be important to talk about that later. Obviously, the Bears are going to look to get some pressure on him. He had a passer rating of 128.8 in this week one game. So overall, uh, the Bengals against what didn't look like that great of a Vikings defense, uh, shall I even say worse than the Bears defense, played a really solid game. Uh, Burrow got the ball to his weapons. The Bengals got the run game going. They are looking good, and they really want to compete in the AFC North this year, a division that's becoming one of the best in football. So what are your thoughts on this Cincinnati Bengals offense? I thought they played really well. Um, Zach Taylor definitely had a game plan ready, and it was to play some balanced offense. Uh, Joe Mixon with 29 carries. Um, That tells you that they're going to run the ball a lot. Uh, it doesn't matter who the other t- opponent is. Vikings are known for having a good run defense, and so are the Bears. So I still expect them to run the ball 25-plus times against us. I think they like Joe Mixon a lot this year. <clears throat> so expect a lot of Joe Mixon uh, against the Bears. Um, he's going to be also catching the ball. Uh, he's very versatile, so you got to watch out for that uh, out of the backfield. And then Jamar Chase, uh, I didn't expect him to go off like that, especially with those drop issues he was having. But it was oh nice my god, to see that. everyone keeps going back to that. Oh my god, he got a pass. I mean, he's a good player. He was drafted uh, as no, high I mean, as he was for a reason. He was drafted fifth pick for a reason, and uh, they took him over a generational offensive lineman in Penai Sewell. So I mean, I'm excited to see what Jamar Chase has to offer, especially because they were teammates in college. Him and Joe Burrow. I think that just was super cool. That they're, they're reunited. It's like the same with the Miami Dolphins and same with the Eagles. I think it's kind of cool that the uh, college teammates kind of paired up with each other in the NFL. But um, just talking about the Bengals' offense still, uh, their tight end, C.J. Uh, Uzuma, uh, he's also a really good tight end. Uh, he's he can, he's using pretty good packages. Uh, 
I like how he, I mean, I, I don't know what it's about him, but um, I used him. The Bengals that. always have some pretty solid tight ends. Back no, in the day, I, Tyler I remember, Eifert, back I in the day Tyler Eifert was a workhorse for them. Tyler Eifert, he started yep. injured. Um, what's his name? Uh, I don't it's not. I don't even know how you pronounce CJ Uzoma's last name, but Uzoma. <laughs> that's not what I played in Madden. I used to use the Bengals last year in Madden because I used to love playing with Joe Burrow. Um, but that team is definitely uh, looking pretty solid. I didn't expect them to beat the Vikings, and Joe Burrow definitely coming back from the injury. Uh, he looked good. Uh, obviously, his pass rating was very well, 128.8. Uh, he played efficient. Um, that's what you like to see from a quarterback, and I'm excited to see what that offense has in store for the future because they're pretty loaded from top to bottom. I think you just got to improve that O-line. That's about it. Yeah, I mean, taking a look at the Bengals' offense and taking a look at where the Bears struggled last night against the Rams, I think you have to look immediately at their wide receivers, and you kind of look at who they have, and you kind of say, uh-oh. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be a tough day for the Bears' secondary once again, uh, if I'm being completely honest. I don't know who's going to step up there, but it is going to be a tough task to stop these Bengals. Um Joe Burrow threw the ball a lot in this one, and it was interesting to see that they actually gave the ball to Joe Mixon 29 times. He actually ran the ball more than Joe, Joe Burrow passed the ball. Um, I think coming into 2021, a lot of people thought that the Bengals were going to be this high-flying, soaring offense that threw the ball 40, 50 times a game, and maybe we see that against the Bears, but... They got a solid game going. They were a really nice two-dimensional offense. Jamar Chase has some burners, uh, and we saw that early on. T. Higgins coming into his second year in the league out of Clemson. He's looking really solid as well. I think they're going to cause the Bears some struggles in the secondary, uh, so I'm a little bit worried about that. Um, but, you know, if there's any glaring weakness from this offense that the Bears are going to have to take advantage of. And we'll get to this a little bit later because we're going to talk about what the Bears have to do against both the Bengals' offense and defense if they want to be able to succeed in this upcoming Week 2 game. Uh, you got to get to the quarterback. Uh, they allowed five sacks in that one. That's not the greatest number. Uh, so if the Bears can force some pressure on Burrow, the Bengals' offensive line has been historically pretty porous. So overall, uh, pretty solid offense. They had a really good output against the Minnesota Vikings, but get the pressure on the quarterback. The Bears have to improve defensively somehow in this upcoming week. Let's take a look at the Bengals' defense. Now, this unit was definitely surprising, and a lot of people were looking at this unit to improve as we headed into this new year. They've been working on building up that defense for a while now, and I think they finally got something there. They brought in Trey Hendrickson, the player for the Saints, who had a really good year last year, as well as Sam Hubbard. DJ Reader's up there on that defensive line as well. Their front seven shut down Minnesota. I believe held Dalvin Cook to under, uh, I think he had under 100 all-purpose yards or just over, and only 63 rushing yards. So uh, normally the Bears are the only team that normally does that, but Cincinnati really shut him down at linebacker. They've got Logan Wilson, Jermaine Pratt, and Akeem Davis Gaither. And then they've got some familiar names back in the secondary. Jesse Bates, one of the better safeties in the league, one of the more underrated safeties in the league. Former Vikings cornerback Trey Waynes, who's actually listed as out right now. I do not know why that's the case, but he might have gotten injured in Sunday's game. Von Bell, someone who the Bears were looking, uh, obviously, to sign a couple years ago. There was some interest there before they brought in Sean Gibson. And then Chidobi Awuzie. Uh, so a lot of underrated players on this Bengals defense part, but we did see them pitch a pretty good game against Kirk Cousins in a Vikings offense that 
definitely uh, is an impressive offense, and we've seen them soar against the Bears and so many other teams in the past with Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson. What did you think about how this Bengals defense performed in that week one game? I thought they played really well. Like you said, um, this Vikings offense is also loaded top to bottom. Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, that top four hangs up with anyone's top four. <clears throat> Dalvin Cook was stopped to or limited to 3.1 yards per carry, which was very surprising. I didn't expect the Bengals linebackers or D linemen to come out and do that, especially because the Vikings offensive line was supposed to be pretty good this year, um, but I guess not. Um, and then their cornerbacks and safeties. It's a very young secondary. Uh, Jesse Bates obviously leads that secondary. Uh, he's a very talented player, one of the best safeties in the league. Um, but I'm, I'm excited to see what this Bengals defense has in for store. Like I said, this is a very young team. Uh, Zach Taylor's got a very – he's got a long time to develop these guys. Um, and with Joe Burrow at quarterback, uh, they have no problem. Uh, he's he's going to be a great quarterback for this for them for a very long time, as long as he can stay healthy, uh, as long as they can improve that offensive lineman. And we're going to talk about that because that's something the Bears can definitely take advantage of this Sunday. Yeah, I don't know if many people going into this game really picked the Bengals. I personally thought it was going to be a good game. Yeah. And I'm someone, I think, throughout time who's actually gained respect for Kirk Cousins and yeah. actually somewhat trust him to be able to play winning football. I don't think he's – I think he played well as well. I mean, I'm looking at his stats right now. I wasn't able to watch the game. Um, yeah, 351 but, passing yards and two touchdowns. Over free football. Um, you know, he probably – and, like, Adam Thielen went off as well. Um, I'm excited to see what Thielen has in fourth story just because of how – Justin Jefferson's going to be covered so much this year. Yeah, uh, but, you know, the ones who had to answer the call in terms of winning this yeah. game for Cincinnati was more so the defense than the offense. We knew that the offense had the pieces, and we know Burrow's the generational talent that was going to continue to develop in this, into this good quarterback. So mm -hmm. uh, I, I was pretty surprised with the outcome of this game, and I was actually really impressed by Cincinnati's defense. Um, once again, as I said, offensively, um, they struggled protecting Joe Burrow, and defensively, you mentioned it, Parth. That secondary is really young. I do like what the Bengals have going up front. I think it's going to be a little bit harder of a game for David Montgomery coming off of a performance where he had 108 rushing yards and a touchdown and broke off a long run for 41 yards. I think it's going to be a little bit tougher for him, but I do think there will be opportunities for the Bears to spread the ball down the field vertically in this one. We saw the Bears get into a groove against the Rams of playing horizontally. Andy Dalton had one ball that traveled 15 or more yards downfield uh, in the air, and you're not going to play winning football doing that. But we saw Minnesota have a pretty good day in terms of receiving Adam Thielen, obviously nine receptions, 92 yards, 10.2 yards per catch, and two touchdowns. There's no reason why Allen Robinson shouldn't be able to put up those sort of numbers uh, against the Bengals' defense, especially if someone like Trey Waynes does go down and the Bengals are shorthanded in the secondary. Also, K.J. Osborne, seven receptions, 76 yards. Justin Jefferson, five for 71. Tyler Conklin, four for 41. Dalvin Cook, six for 43. I think the Bears can play more of an air raid offense in this one, if well, I will say so myself. It's going to be a little bit tough, obviously, with Andy Dalton, but I do think the Bears have the playmakers there, and hopefully they can take advantage of the secondary. Did you have anything to add? Yeah, it. I was just gonna say that the Bears didn't throw the ball deep at all against the Rams. We only threw the ball once that passed 15 yards. Uh, I would like to see the Bears utilize Allen Robinson, and Darnell Mooney, Demir Bird, and all those guys. The speed's here for a reason, man. Yeah, Marquise Goodwin. I mean, you saw his speed uh, he, uh, when he's on the field. You could you could see 
Uh, he's a lot faster than everyone else in the field. Uh, I would like to see him go deep against his young secondary, make them make the mistake. If not, uh, we'll see if Andy Dalton can hit that throw. If not, he's not the guy. Um, I don't think I don't I don't know why we're trying to. We'll get him. we'll get to Dalton and Fields tomorrow. I'm sure we'll get to. Dalton I know, I know, tomorrow. I know, and I'm just saying there's no need to handcuff Dalton right now. It's because he's a veteran, and we're here to win. Uh, and uh, if if you think Dalton gives you the best chance to win, why not do what he's supposed to be good at, and that's throw that deep ball. Yeah, no, I gotta agree with you though, and I do think the Bears should have opportunities to be able to hit on the deep ball on this one. We saw uh, Adam Thielen have a long catch of twenty-four yards, KJ Osborne twenty-five yards, Justin Jefferson thirty-four yards, Tyler Conklin twenty-seven yards, Amir Abdullah, D.D. Westbrook, Dalvin Cook all had catches of ten or more yards. So hopefully the Bears can attack downfield in this one and take advantage of the weak secondary of the Bengals, not essentially weak, but younger, a little bit more inexperienced. They should be able to take advantage and hopefully put up more than 14 points offensively in this one, especially after they had some good success until garbage time, getting the ball to the opponent's side of the field. Uh, I think that success should hopefully continue in week two, regardless of who's at quarterback, obviously we're under the assumption that it's still going to be Andy Dalton. So Parth, I'm going to pass it back over to you. We, we had a lot of analysis uh, talking about getting pressure on Joe Burrow, also taking advantage with the deep shot, taking advantage of the deep shots in this young Cincinnati secondary in week two. But do you have anything else to add? Uh, what do you think the Bears have to do if they want to find some success in week two? I think they just have to keep pounding it with David Montgomery. Uh, he looked really good, obviously. Uh, he had that big carry in the beginning of the game with 41 yards. Then I think he ended the game with 188 yards. So that puts him at second, I think, uh, for the NFL right now. Um, I think I want to see him lead the league this year. I really think he can do it. Uh, I'm going to say that right now. I, uh, uh, if we keep feeding him, we easily can. I think he only had 16 carries. Uh, we could have easily given him 25, 30 carries if we were closer in this game. Uh, the Bears just can't be down too much. If the Bears are down, obviously we're not going to be running the ball, and that's what happened. But if we can stay in games, slow the game down. Uh, we just have to keep sticking to that plan. Uh, we couldn't score early. I think that's what affected us and the Rams were able to take that deep shot early. We got our defense, obviously, has a, some, um, what's it called, secondary concern. Um, we're, we're in deep trouble there. I don't know what's going to happen. We need someone to step up, or we need Kendall Vildor. Um, obviously, it was his first start, so you can't blame too much, but um, we, we need to see better results. Eddie Jackson, uh, I'd like to see more out of him. I'm not trying to call him out or anything. but You're trying to call him out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's. So I saw this fun. morning on Twitter that his cereal is on sale at Mariano's right now. Good for him. Good for him. Uh, I hope no. One, <laughs> I hope no one buys it. You know what? Cinnamon Toast Crunch, like normal brand, is better anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just. <laughs> but no, um, Eddie Jackson, like, dude, dude was so talented coming out of the league. I mean, we saw that in 2018. Yeah. Maybe he just fed off of a good defense. I don't know, but it, it definitely sucks to see him get so much worse all of a sudden. Oh, yeah. And, and someone, someone needs to step up in this Bears secondary that isn't Jalen Johnson. I think that's what yeah. we've been saying all offseason exactly. uh, and up to when this season started. If someone can step up mm-hmm. in that secondary that isn't Jalen Johnson, maybe the Bears can get somewhere in terms of having a legitimate defense. But if they keep getting the top taken off of them, and if that continues in week two with T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase, we're going to be in – for some problems, especially week three against Cleveland. Yeah, exactly. It's it, and it gets very difficult to stop the run then because you're trying to 
stop that deep ball, and then teams can just run all over you. And against Cleveland, if that happens, it'll be very difficult. It's kind of like how the Bears' offense used to go one-dimensional, and it makes the defense one-dimensional in terms of they can't stop anything because they're not sound all around. You've got to have a solid unit that can do a little bit of everything. Exactly. You said it. If it's not solid everywhere, you're gonna there's gonna create holes. Yeah, and you know, obviously I think when we look at this Bears defense, it's not the same unit that we saw in twenty eighteen. But if they want any chance of winning this one, they can't let Joe Burrow run wild on them. And one way that they're gonna be able to do that is you've got to force pressure on him. Uh, we saw Robert Quinn getting Matthew Stafford's face maybe a couple times last night. He was credited with a half of a sack. And we also saw Akeem Hicks have a pretty solid game. But even without someone like Eddie Goldman playing, someone has got to step up on that defensive front. I overall wasn't too mad at the front seven yesterday. You know, I was pretty happy with Roquan Smith with 11 tackles. Uh, Khalil Mack was basically non existent, but what else would you expect? He's one of the best players in the game. Someone has to step up and force pressure on Joe Burrow. You've got to force him into some bad throws. You've got to sack him and bring him down sometimes. You can't let these teams convert on third and long, continue to run the ball down your throat. I am confident in the Bears' rushing defense. That's probably one of the points of emphasis that I'm most confident on. But you have to get pressure on Joe Burrow if you want to win this one, if you're Chicago. They allowed five sacks last week. They've got an offensive line that, while there is some talent there, they've got a riddled injury history with a lot of those players, and they struggle and haven't had a lot of NFL playing time. So you have to get pressure on Joe Burrow however you can. And then, man, offensively, I think if you're Chicago, you have to open up the playbook. I don't know if it's a Matt Nagy thing. I'm pretty sure it's a Matt Nagy thing. Or if it's an Andy Dalton thing, or if it's something that we're waiting on Justin Fields until week four for. But um, you have to attack deep. That's where we saw the Bengals secondary struggle. That's where we saw the Vikings come back in week one. You have to throw the ball deep. You have to get the ball to your playmakers and you have to not turn over the ball. Uh, You have to win the turnover margin in this one. If even possible, Uh, we saw ourselves put us in a massive hole from turning the ball over offensively in the first quarter against the Rams. So you have to win the turnover margin, but more importantly, if you're the bears, you have to air the ball out deep because we saw the Vikings have a ton of success doing that in week one. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to our week two installment of Meet the Opponents. If you haven't already, if you're listening on YouTube, drop a like and subscribe. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, do us a favor, follow us, continue to support us. We're going to keep bringing you guys the best Bears coverage on the web every day of the week. If you'd like more content from us, head over to the link in our description. It should be at the top of the description to our website, BearDown.com. We're posting columns, articles, and blogs already to get you guys ready for the Bears this week to match up with the Cincinnati Bengals. It's going to be a crucial game as the Bears look to claw back 2-1-1, and so be sure to go check out our website. Once again, the link is in the description. If you'd like to enter giveaways that we are doing, by the way, Justin Fields' giveaway, jersey giveaway uh, definitely is coming this month. So if you'd like to enter our giveaway, see sneak peeks of guests that we're having on the show, and also let us know what you want to see us talk about here on the show you can find us on instagram and twitter the podcast that is at bared down and finally you can find the links to all of our social media pages down in the description for myself as well as parth we have been absolute animals on twitter all throughout 2021 we're also active on instagram following us on social media especially our personal pages it provides another great way to interact with us and you can see our thoughts on all things bears the national football league and the entirety of Chicago sports. 
Parsha, the grind continues. Week two is already here. I feel like whenever the football season is kicking into full gear, things just start moving faster. Uh, pedal to the metal 100%. Uh, we're moving. We're off and running now, but we've been grinding now for about a week and a half. It feels really good to be back in this steady uh, repetition of recording. Uh, I really enjoy it. I could talk Bears for days and days and days, uh, probably more so when they're losing than I could when they're winning. But any last words before we close this one off? No, like you said, I enjoy recording every day too. It's not like I despise recording. I think it's super fun. I love talking about the Bears. I like hopping out with you and Jalen and or even Zach, like whenever he can. It's just super fun to talk Bears anyways and getting content out to you guys. Um, but other than that, um excited to see Lamar Jackson play tonight. Uh, what are, is it the uh, Raiders, I think? Yeah. So yep, Ravens Raiders tonight, I Ravens, believe. Raiders, Raiders yeah. Yeah. Eastern time. So it'll be a great game, I think. The Ravens are going to be a solid team this year. That division is also loaded, just like the NFC West. And then we got the NFC North that is 0-4 right now. So, I mean, it just makes it easier for us, if anything. But, you know. Just- I, I, said, I, I said it last night on Twitter. I think objectively uh, the Bears' result didn't matter only because it's one week closer to Justin Fields starting and we still have a clean slate in the division. So, mm-hmm. thank God, especially Green Bay lost. Uh, that, that, Bengals that, that, us. They lost bad, too. They lost in a demoralizing way. <laughs> I think the only two teams that looked worse than the Bears in week one were probably the Packers and then the Titans. Titans also yeah. got manhandled by the Cardinals. That's true. And the thing about the Bears was, like, it would have been such a different game if Justin Fields was in the game. You could have just – you just know that, like, his presence – it. Would have just made. This. We're you already, dude. You, we haven't even discussed our formal plans for the week, and you already know that you and I are going to be recording an uncut tomorrow on why Justin Fields should be the week two starter. I mean, come oh, on, it's coming tomorrow. It, it's not tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, I want to talk about it right now, but we, we got to do it. Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. We've already been recording for twenty five minutes, uh, but yeah, we go on for days and days and days. So, yeah, oh boy, a little Chipotle. I like it. Exactly. Um, yep. before we go, one one last thing I'd like to say is, um. A thing that was very successful for us in 2020 was when we live streamed during Bears games and interacted with you guys. Uh, I think we want to commit to doing that for at least half of the games this year. It's a lot easier to do that when we're back in Chicago. So per se, uh, weeks like 9 to 16 when we get back from college. But we definitely want to at least stream uh, one to two games a month during the season. We know you guys love that and dig it up, and that's where some of our best support comes from from you guys. stream also. Uh, during yeah yeah absolutely uh but we're gonna be working on putting out a live stream schedule this week we're gonna be putting out all the games that we're live streaming for obviously myself as well as parth and jalen have to coordinate that but be on the lookout for that as well we're gonna keep coming back to you guys with bears content every day we love doing this stuff guys it's been a pleasure to be your host once again my name is chris malpe and bears fans as always do us a favor and stay safe and bear down parth's gotta eat and i gotta go eat as well 